Well, hello everybody and welcome uh, back to Fleet Meet. This is our third episode and today we will talk about inflationary pressures. Yeah, and this is Mike Antich and I'll be giving the perspective from the North American market. And my name is Hans Dam and I'm representing Fleet 360. Hans, we're feeling these inflationary pressures, not just in the fleet market, but we're feeling it throughout the economy here in the United States. I'm sure it's true in in Europe. Uh, Maybe you might be able to say a few words on that. Yes, for sure. Now, there's pressure all over. We we see this in the, let's say, in the the private uh, financing markets, interest rates going up, market mortgage rates are going up. Uh, less flexibility on uh, on long-term commitments from, from banks and so on. So there's pressure over and, and we see that uh, slowly having an impact into areas where it might even affect the overall uh, overall fleet industry. So these yeah. are huge economies. When you combine the North True. American economy, you combine it with the European Union economy, these are huge complex economies where, you know, it's some paradoxical things happen. Some A recession is obviously not good news. No one is uh, talking about that. Inflationary pressures are not good news, but these kinds of things trigger unintended um, consequences. So what might be bad for one group may be actually good for another group. And and I think that I'd like to make that um, a, a topic of conversation here initially, because one of the ways that central banks around the world try to combat inflation is by raising interest rates. And they raise interest rates in order to dampen consumer demand. And so it's a very delicate um, balance. You want to dampen consumer demand, but you don't want to uh, you know, be triggering, you know, negative growth, uh, because as you know, by the definition of a recession, it's two quarters of negative growth. But higher interest rates are not good news. Uh, but True. in fleet market, you know, th- there may be some benefits that happen out of this. So when you look at higher interest rates for the, for the retail buyer, that's obviously going to produce uh, a damping of uh, demand among buyers of retail vehicles. And right now, only 18% of the American population can afford to buy a new vehicle. So what's the number one issue in fleet today? It's supply allocation. You know, demand is much greater than inventory is available. And there seems to be a preference that's going towards retail buyers versus fleet buyers. If there's a decline in demand by retail buyers due to higher interest rates, anecdotally, that should mean there's going to be increased um, inventory availability in the market, which could meet the pent-up demand on fleets. I don't know if you would agree with that, Hans. No, no, true. We, we see very similar things here. And um, what we hear a lot from our customers is the frustration over communication, but also the fact that you know, there are shortages of supply. There is indeed a shifting focus towards the private individual. Prices are going up and, and incentives are going down. And um, so far, the European marketplace from the OEMs for new products has always had been a key driver was the corporate uh, corporate environment that kept on ordering new cars, even when the economy was not that good, because, you know, the private individual didn't go anywhere and, and the corporate kept on ordering cars, keeping more or less that industry afloat. And, you know, and that is part of the frustration, you know, they, they really feel, OK, have, have they forgotten about our role and the stability that we provide? So all of a sudden, it feels like opportunistic. I'm not sure if this is intentional or not, but it feels like an opportunistic approach to uh, where there's such a shortage uh, based on, you know, uh, employment uh, issues or parts issues and, or whatever 
the root cause is. But this shift is, uh, is really striking uh, fume sensitivities with, with those fleet managers. So supply, uh, supply demand imbalance is the number one issue facing fleets now, and it's been facing us for two years in a row now, and there's a tremendous pent-up demand. We've got to free up inventory. High interest rates may end up freeing that inventory by decreasing the number of retail buyers. Retail buyers disappear? No, but there would be a decrease there. So what ends up happening is that could actually uh, cascade into another area that would benefit fleets because many buyers who can't afford new vehicles now but need, to, need a replacement vehicle will now be looking in the used vehicle marketplace. And I think increased demand in the used vehicle market will put upward pressure on resale values. And we already know um, that the vehicles that are gonna be entering into the resale market next year were of, among fleet vehicles might be vehicles that were sold in that 2020 model year timeframe. And we know that there was a decrease in the number of new vehicles sold in 2020. Likewise in 2021, Likewise, now in 2022 model years. So that means there's going to be uh, less used vehicles available in the market. That's all going to put upward pressure on used vehicle values. But the other element that we, that we notice here in, in Europe, of course, increasing uh, interest rates will have an impact on the most popular way of uh, funding fleets, which is full operational leasing. So that has a, a direct impact on the bottom line of, uh, of the corporates that use that product. We also see is that the... the beneficially for Europe, and I would love to hear from you how that, how that is kind of impacting the U.S. market. Uh, because of this huge drive to reduce CO2 emission levels, although our fuel prices are very high, the increase is not as fast as it currently is in the U.S. And also the overall budget impact is less in Europe because of the fuel economy of the cars that, that we are using. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of things uh, to unpack there, uh, and I'll try to go uh, item by item. You know, in terms of household budgets, there's only a finite amount of money that can go uh, go around. And, and as you mentioned, interest rates will be increasing not only with automobiles, but across the board. Just today, uh, today being uh, June 16th, um, it was announced that the 30-year fixed interest rate for home mortgages in the United States went over five point plus percent. Um, in, in Europe, uh, the Swiss National Bank which is the central bank of Switzerland announced its first interest rate increase. And why is that significant? Because they haven't done that in over 15 years. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, what's going to end up happening is these interest rate increases are going to siphon away money that might've been used elsewhere, such as, you know, buying used vehicles or, mm -hmm. uh, or newer vehicles. So that's definitely going to be an issue in terms of fuel. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest problem with fuel and, and, you know, you and I have had these conversations before. It's very difficult to predict what fuel uh, prices might be in the future due to the number of variables that are involved in this. A lot of them geopolitical uh, uh, variables that true. none of us yeah. have any control yeah. over. But yeah. the one thing that is true is that there is a, a phenomena called mm -hmm. demand destruction. And if prices reach a certain height, there's going to be a decrease in the use of that economy, a commodity. And I think right now we're starting to approach that. You know, here in uh, California, gasoline is almost seven American dollars per gallon. Uh, if it goes beyond that, people are going to start moderating, especially in you know, a lower income, lower socioeconomic um, uh, segments of the population are going to start uh, moderating their use uh, and consumption of fuel. So I think yeah. that's probably the thing that's going to put the most downward pressure in the future on fuel prices 
is demand destruction, where it's just sure. too high, too expensive. No, true, true. Well, if you, if you talk about, you said $7 a gallon, you know, typically in, in Europe, I did some of the maths uh, this afternoon, is uh, somewhere, it's somewhere between eight and in Norway is at the moment the highest, it's almost $11 uh, uh, a gallon. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's high, but as I said, it's, it's less of an impact for fleet cost because of the fuel economies of the car. Um, and, um, and also, yeah, we've seen a reduction in mileage, business mileage driven uh, uh, post COVID. And that has an impact too. Well, Hans, again, you know, the, the time goes by very quickly. I'm looking at my watch here. We've, we've come up to that 10 minute mark. You know, this is the kind of topic that, you know, we could pick up on uh, going in the future and, and updating our viewers on, on what's going on, the impact on fleet and so on. Indeed, very much. Well, I appreciate the input. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, interesting to see that some of uh, the impacts are so different uh, uh, between the US and, and, and Europe. So I, what I do wish for uh, for US is that uh, electrification and so on is going to help you to uh, mitigate a bit the risk on fuel costs, etc. Well, a lot of people are, are saying that, that, that these mm -hmm. higher fuel prices will be a further stimulus towards the adoption of EVs. True, true. Okay. Well, many thanks, uh, Mike. And uh, for those that have been watching, thank you for, for doing that. If you like what we're doing, uh, just give us a thumbs up. And uh, if you want to be notified next time we go live with another good discussion, uh, please subscribe. Many thanks right. and have a great day. Thank you, thank you for watching. Bye-bye.